What is going on, everybody? Welcome back here today to episode 15 now of the Just Ballin' Podcast. My name is Matthew Geis, and it's been a minute since the last pod. It's been over a week and a half, and I do apologize. The last episode was uploaded on January 20th, so it's been about 14 days since then, so just around two weeks. And I did have one plan to go up last weekend, but then the whole Kobe Bryant stuff happened, and it just really... I didn't feel like uploading a pod. I tried talking about it, but then I got too sad. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not even going to try talking about it. I just can't get through a pod talking about Kobe. So I just kind of put that pod off. And then obviously, it was going to wait for some NBA news to drop. Now, um, it is trade deadline week. You guys are probably going to be listening to this on February 4th. I'm recording this on February 3rd. Now, I do want to talk about a couple of things that has happened around the NBA. I want to talk about the All-Star Reserves. And then I want to talk about kind of what I think could happen at the deadline and what some teams should do. Now, I think over the weekend or next week, next weekend, excuse me, I should say, I think I want to do my All-NBA teams for this year at this current moment, kind of like the All-Star break uh, version of that. So I think that's going to come next weekend. And I'm going to talk about some trade deadline stuff. And then probably in that pod, we'll go over some trades that happened um, this week. I hope we get at least like one decent sized trade i did tweet out if you guys think there'll be more than eight and a half trades or less than eight and a half trades and most of you guys said less than i think we can get to that number but i only think one maybe one might be a trade of a noticeable name player or a big name player like maybe a Delo or roco or capella but we'll get to that um now but actually first i do want to talk about the all-star reserves now i actually think they got it somewhat right i think the east was actually perfect jimmy butler Kyle Lowry, Ben Simmons, Chris Middleton, Tatum, Bam, and Sabonis all got in. Now, the only thing I think I would have had is if you could make Jimmy Butler a guard, which I think he's been a little bit more this season, um, or I think he should qualify as a guard and then put Trey Young on the bench. I don't think Trey Young, I don't know. He's obviously having a great season, deserves to be an all-star, but I just don't know if he should have been a starter. Now, I would have probably rather have Butler, Lowry, or Simmons over him, or Middleton, but you really can't put Middleton or Butler at the two. Now, I think Jimmy, 100% deserved to be a reserve. Same with Lowry, same with Simmons. I said all of these guys, 100% should have been reserves. Um, the only guy you could have maybe considered was bumping out Domas, um, but... Sabonis is having a really good year. You wanted to put a pacer in. Brogdon's missed some time. His efficiency has dropped lately. And Sabonis is having a really good year. So I'm really glad he made it. I think Sabonis, like one pacer, deserved to make it. Over three Celtics. That's why people were mad that Jalen Brown made uh, didn't make it. And I think that's rightfully so. Um, I don't think Bledsoe or Brooke Lopez should have made it. I don't think Zach Levine should have made it. So I really think the only odd man out probably from the Eastern Conference was Jalen Brown. I really don't think there's anybody that comes to mind that really should have got in. I think Jalen Brown deserves to be an all-star, but you only have 12 spots. I think he would have been the 13 guy. Oh, I also forgot to talk about Bradley Beal. I think Bradley Beal also deserved to be an all-star, but like I said, there's only 12 spots. I, I don't think I would have put Bradley Beal over a Simmons, Lowry, Butler, Middleton, Adebayo, or Tatum. If you wanted to put Beal in over Sabonis, I'm cool with that, but I think at least one pacer, like I said, deserved to make the all-star game as they are playing extremely well and Victor Oladipo just got back and yeah I just think one pacer deserved to be in they are currently the five seed in the Eastern Conference and two Sixers got in and I think at least one pacer did so I'm sorry I said that like three times but yeah that's pretty much my gripe with the Eastern All-Stars but I think they got them 99% right I actually think they got it all right so I'm not complaining about that the Western Conference I have to disagree with one of them I think Devin Booker should have made it over Russell Westbrook now it's tough for the Western Conference because there's a lot more talent there so 12 guys made it about 15 to 16 deserve to make it. So it was Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Jokic, Rudy, Ingram, Westbrook, and Chris Paul. Now Lillard, Mitchell, Jokic, Rudy, 
and Chris Paul, I think all deserve to make it. Now, you might have something to say about Chris Paul just from a statistical standpoint, but the Thunder are currently the seventh seed. They're exceeding expectations. I think we can all agree a Thunder deserved to make it. Either it was Shea, either it was Schroeder, or Chris Paul. And I think Chris Paul deserved to make it. He's been really good for them, extremely good in the clutch, and he's been their best player this year. So I think Chris Paul deserved to make it. Now, Ingram was tough because he's on a losing team, and so was... Um, or he's pretty much the only player on a losing team here, and then Trey Young. So those are two players that made the All-Star game. They were on a losing team. I think Devin Booker is having a better season than Brandon Ingram. I don't think by much, but I think it's there. Um, but I'm fine with Brandon Ingram. He was actually somebody I predicted, and I'm actually okay with Brandon Ingram making the All-Star game. Russell Westbrook is the one I disagree with. Now, Russell Westbrook's having a good year. Um, I think he's having a borderline All-Star year, but I don't think he deserved to make it over Devin Booker. I just don't. Uh, even DeMar DeRozan, I think, should have been in some conversations, but I think Devin Booker deserved to make it over Russell Westbrook. I tweeted about this, and a lot of people were pissed, guessing a lot of Houston fans, um, but Devin Booker is currently averaging more points per game, less turnovers per game. He's shooting a higher field goal percentage, three-point percentage, and free throw percentage, which means he has a higher true shooting percentage. He also has a higher PER than Westbrook, and I think the Rockets don't deserve two All-Stars. I mean, they are currently the five seed in the Western Conference. The Nuggets got one All-Star. The Jazz got two. Clippers got one because George didn't make it. And the Lakers got two. The Grizzlies didn't get any. Portland got one. San Antonio, no. Phoenix, no. Pelicans, one. Kings, no. Timberwolves, no. And then Warriors, no. So yeah, Cat was left out. Um, but Cat just missed too many games. That's why. DeMar DeRozan, I said, should have got some conversation. Or at least should have got some buzz in there. But I think he rightfully so didn't make it. But I think he's definitely having a good year. Don't think Drew Holiday should have been in that conversation or Aldridge or McCollum. Now, John Morant, maybe, but I don't think um, he really deserved to make it over any of these guys. It was really just, I think, Devin Booker should have made it over Russell Westbrook, but I really don't didn't have a problem with this. Maybe if Chris Paul didn't get in and Mike DeRozan did, I maybe would have had a bigger problem, but I think they got this right. I think the assistant coaches are, no, this is the coaches and the media. I think they got this right, and I was pretty happy with this. The only, the, my biggest gripe was Westbrook over Devin Booker, but it is what it is. I'm not going to complain too much. Obviously, no matter what it is, people are going to complain. So I'm cool with what it ended up being, and I'm really excited for this All-Star game, or at least the weekend. I don't think I'll watch the All-Star game too much. They also made it really confusing with the whole Kobe thing that it's going to reset every quarter. I don't even want to go into it. I'm just going to confuse you. And then um, I'll be watching the Dunk Contest Rising Stars game. I actually, you know what? I have a bone to pick with the Rising Stars lineup. So the world team is Nikhil Alexander-Walker, DeAndre Aiden, RJ Barrett, Brandon Clark, Luca, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Rui Hashimura, Svi Mikhaik, Jasakoji, and Mo Wagner. Now, obviously, for the world team, it was going to be a little bit weaker because there isn't many good world players that are super young in the NBA. That's why guys like Svi Mikhaik and um, Mo Wagner kind of make it or made the um, the game there. Now, the East, or not the East, wow, that was really dumb. The USA team, there's a lot of things wrong with that, I think. So, it was Miles Bridges. Wendell Carter Jr., Devontae Graham, Tower Hero, Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant, Kendrick Nunn, Eric Pascal, P.J. Washington, Zion, and Trey Young. Now, I believe they threw in Zion to replace Wendell Carter Jr., but I could be wrong on that, but I think that's why, because Carter Jr. won't be playing because he is hurt. There's a couple of these I have, I have a problem with. Now, guys deserving of making it, Trey Young, Tower Hero, Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant, Kendrick Nunn, Devontae Graham, Maybe P.J. Washington. I don't know if three Hornets deserve to make this game. I don't know. But I think guys over them. And Zion, 
you know what? Put him in. It's fine. He he's probably like the second best rookie already, and he's only played what five games, four games. Um, obviously he's only played five games, and that's why people are pissed. But hey, people want to see Zion in that game. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have a problem with that. I just don't agree with Miles Bridges and Eric Pascal making it. I think those are the two ones I'm like, eh, on. I think maybe Matisse Thibel, Mitchell Robinson, maybe deserve some love over them. Maybe Colin Sexton, Terrence Davis, I think I would have put over them. Maybe Michael Porter Jr. as well. I don't really think Miles Bridges should have made it. And then if you want to give it to P.J. Washington and Eric Pascal, I don't think Pascal should have made it over half the guys I just said. I think Thibel's defense has been incredible this year. And I think I would have had... Thibel in over Bridges, and I think I would have had either Mitchell Robinson or Michael Porter Jr. or Colin Sexton, one of those three in over Pascal. Yeah, uh, I think that that's good. Um, and then if you want to take P.J. Washington out, I would probably maybe put in um, either one of the guys that didn't make it in over Pascal, so that being Mitchell Robinson, Sexton, or Michael Porter Jr. I, I just didn't really agree with Miles Bridges making it. Maybe I'm hating on Miles Bridges too much, but I don't really think three Hornets deserve to make it. I think it's cool putting Devontae Graham in. I just really don't know about the um, the placement of Miles Bridges. Yeah, Sexton, I mean, yeah, Sexton, Michael Porter Jr., Thibault, and Mitchell Robinson, I think all deserve to make it over Miles Bridges. I mean, he's been solid this year, 12.5 points, 5.5 rebounds, 44-35-81 splits, but, like, I don't know, you watch him play, he's not a great defender. Um, he, he's a negative player on when he's on the floor. Uh, I mean, the Hornets aren't great, too. I don't know. I think Thibel, Robinson, Porter Jr., or Sexton deserve some more love over Miles Bridges. So that's all I'm going to talk about pretty much about that. I think the dunk contest is Aaron Gordon, Dwight Howard, Pat Connington, and Derrick Jones Jr. I'd rather have Zach Levine, obviously, over Connington. Um, and Dwight Howard's cool. Like, it's a throwback, but I'm not really expecting him to win. I think Aaron Gordon and Derrick Jones Jr. are going to come down to those two. Um, I don't know who's going to win. And then the three-point contest, I don't think that is finalized. I just want to see Davis Bertans in it, um, and I think we will. Okay, so now I want to talk about some of the trade deadline news. Now, it came out this morning. Uh, John Krasinski, Krasowski and Shams uh, reported that D'Lo might get traded um, at this deadline. Now, the teams that are interested in D'Lo, I believe, are the Minnesota Timberwolves mainly, and surprisingly, the New York Knicks. I mean, really no surprise there. So I think Phoenix apparently was a little bit interested in them, but I don't think they're really gunning after him. But yeah, Minnesota and the Knicks. Now, we'll go into kind of who can offer the best trade. We'll talk about Minnesota first. Now, I know um, Minnesota is looking to get at least two first-round picks for Rocco. And I think they would value D'Lo as two first-round picks, but I think the Warriors would value D'Lo more. So I'm pretty sure the the Wolves would probably want to keep Culver in this deal. And I don't think the uh, Warriors would want a Wiggins, or obviously Towns isn't going anywhere. So probably would be Rocco, their first this year. And then you probably have to throw in Gorgie Zhang to make the salary work out. Or Alan Crabb, excuse me, the expiring. Yeah, it would definitely be Alan Crabb because he could be moved again. And the Warriors wouldn't want to pay Gorgie Zhang next year because um, they're going to have their luxury tax problems. But yeah, I think that's what the Warriors would, um, or excuse me, the Wolves would offer. It would be Rocco, Crabb, their first round pick this year maybe, or maybe a future first. And then maybe Culver if they're doing a future first. I don't know. I, I don't know if Minnesota is locked in on keeping Jared Culver. In the article that Shams and... uh. Krasowski wrote, it had nothing to mention of, um, or Krasinski, sorry, I'm probably butchering his name, but yeah, they didn't mention, um, Jared Culver's name at all, so, hey, I guess maybe the Timberwolves don't want to do that, I don't think they want to trade that part of their young core, so, it would probably be something like a Rocco, Alan Crabb, and maybe two future first, or their first this year, and they're like, yeah, we value D'Lo over, like, a Halliburton, or a 
maybe a Cole Anthony or a Nico Mannion or the point guard they would probably try to draft this year or Killen Hayes if they fell in the lottery. So that could be something. Now the Knicks, man, I don't know if the Knicks should do this. I think the Knicks should, I mean, okay, the only way I would do this if I was the New York Knicks is if you're giving up Bobby Portis. So we're going to start to make the salary work out with there because you have to get to what, Devo's near 30 mil. Um, but the Knicks have a little bit of cap space. So you'd probably have to do Alfred Payton or Gibson plus Bobby Portis. So one of those two guys and Portis to make the salary work out. Now you have to get into the real assets. I think Golden State would maybe be interested in Damian Dotson because he will be a restricted free agent, but he's having a really solid year this year. They might be interested in Alonzo Trier. I would say one of those guys, maybe Reggie Bullock, maybe Kevin Knox, maybe Neil Aquina. I don't think they would be interested in Dennis Smith. Um, and probably the Dallas picks, I think the Knicks would want to move up. I don't think the Knicks would really trade any of their own first. Um, so maybe the Knicks would be willing to part ways with, let's say, Bobby Portis, Alfred Payton. So Alfred Payton is definitely better than Gibson, and they could decide if they want to bring Payton back um, to be a backup guard. So Portis, Payton, that puts you at 23 mil. Let's say Kevin Knox is in this trade and Damian Dotson. So now it's a four for one. So now the Knicks are going to have to take back a couple contracts, and maybe Alec Burks or GR3 could be in that, um, or maybe some lower-tier players. And then maybe both Dallas picks? Or maybe the Dallas pick next year and then... The Knicks 2022 like lottery protected first or something like that. I think the Knicks have definitely better assets than Minnesota, but I don't know. Maybe maybe if Minnesota is willing to part away their 2021st and the Knicks aren't, that's what could get this deal done. The Knicks could probably take back like a I don't know maybe an Allen Smalljack or an Amari Spellman. Probably actually like a Jordan Poole or Jacob Evans maybe. Um, or if the Warriors are fine with throwing Burks or um, GR three in that trade, maybe that will get it done. But yeah, I think the Knicks. I don't know if they really should. Unless you're, if you're able to keep your first this year and you can go after Devo, and if you can give up, let's say the Dallas pick next year, Damian Dotson, Kevin Knox, and Sally Filling, I don't even think that that's not enough. That's not enough whatsoever. So then, if you're the Knicks, you probably have to give up one of your own first, or at least both Dallas first, Neil Aquina and Knox, and maybe that's enough. I don't even know if Golden State would like that, and they probably would want Dotson. Now you're throwing in five players because you got to throw in Gibson or Payton and then Portis to make the money work. Maybe they would throw in Randall, but no, no, the Warriors wouldn't want Randall. So I don't think the Knicks are going to trade for D'Lo. I just don't think they're going to give up what the Warriors would want. And I, yeah, I just don't think they're going to meet their price tag. But hey, it's the Knicks. It's the Knicks. So uh, maybe it will happen. Maybe it won't. But yeah, if I had to predict, I would say Minnesota or nothing. I actually think he's going to stay on the Warriors. I don't think there's going to be a trade for him. And I think he's going to be on that team and they'll find a move in the offseason. So the next player that kind of came up in trades was Clint Capella. Now, apparently the Boston Celtics are interested. Um, and then the Rockets apparently want to flip whatever they get for Capella. Hopefully it's a first and then one of their first this year and then go out and get a Robert Covington. That's what Houston wants to do. So um, I think also Atlanta may be interested in Clint Capella as well. But let's see if Boston is a team that does it. Now, I think I believe since Capella is only making around 14 to 18 mil, I don't know off the top of my head, he's making about 15 mil this year. Excuse me, 16 and a half mil. So I believe Boston only needs to get to 10 mil to match that, which is definitely possible. Now, I think Houston would want Tyson to steal, but I think Boston would want to keep Tyson. Now, I think Boston will have to give up one of their first. They have Milwaukee's first, their first, and Memphis first. I don't know if they'll part ways with Memphis's first because that could be a lottery first or just outside the lottery, and that's definitely the most valuable first they own. Now, let's say they give up their first because they'll probably be better than Milwaukee's first. Or let's say they give up Milwaukee's first and their first. So now we're talking about Milwaukee's first, their first. Mm, I don't know if they would give up two first on picks for Capella. Maybe that's what they would do in order to keep Tice. So let's say, let's say they do a Tice trade, right? It'll probably be 
Daniel Tice, because they would probably want to keep either Canner or Tice. Tice Langford, that gets you to about seven and a, eight and a half mil. And then you're probably gonna have to throw in like a Vincent Poirier. Um, yeah, probably Vincent Poirier, and then he'll probably get waived um, by Houston, or maybe Houston will also throw in like an NA because his contract's really weird. And then maybe that um, Boston first. Let's say if they did Tice, yeah, they'll do the Boston first, and then Houston would probably try to package. <laughs> probably, I'm guessing. Oh my god, because Houston. Their contract situation is whack. So they would probably try to package Canner to Minnesota. Probably Langford as well. Ah, no, they probably want to keep Langford if they got Langford. They'd probably want to move Canner. Let's say um, Canner and then the other guy they threw in is Vincent Poirier. And then they would throw in their 2021st and Boston's 2021st. So Minnesota would then have three first-round picks in this draft. And then Houston would have to get to what? Like 8 mil? 8 mil to maybe get to Covington salary? I don't know if they would want to give up Daniel House. And they can't move um, Eric Gordon because he just got signed. So they'd probably trade, yeah, Canner, maybe Langford in the two first. That's probably what they would do. Or actually, maybe Canner, Gerald Green, or Nene, and two first, maybe. Um, they could actually probably get it done with Canner and Nene and two first. Yeah. I think that can get it because that's about like 75% of what Covington makes because Covington's on a great salary. He's making about 10 mil a year. So yeah, I think that's what could get it done. Wow, that'd be a wild trade. I'm going to try to come up with a trade in the um, in the uh, trade machine right now that can get it done and I'll kind of talk about what I'm going with here. So it would be a three-team trade, obviously. Let's see if we can do this with a three-team trade because if not, then maybe you're going to have to do a stepladder for... Houston to get Boston's contracts and then trade them or flip them or not really a step ladder just to get their assets and they can't make it one big trade. So we would have Boston in this trade. We would have Minnesota in this trade and we would have the Houston Rockets in this trade. Now the Houston Rockets are, or we'll start with, yeah, Houston. So they would be trading Clint Capella to Boston, right? So Boston gets their center. Um, and then, yeah, so we're going to ship Clint Capella to the Celtics. Now, Minnesota, we know is going to be shipping Covington to the Rockets. And I wouldn't be surprised if Houston would be interested in Jake Wayman. So the Celtics are getting Capella. Rockets are getting Covington. The Celtics would probably be shipping, let's say Ennis Canner. This would probably be a more realistic trade because I don't know. I don't know if um, Boston would want to trade Tice, but then who's going to be the center for the Rockets in the playoffs? Is it going to be PJ Tucker? We'll say, we'll say it's Tice. Okay, we'll say it's Tice. Um, so we do Tice to the Rockets, right? And then we got to send at least a first-round pick from Boston. So we'll do their first-round pick to Minnesota. And then we'll do Houston's first-round pick this year to Minnesota. So at this current moment, Houston is getting Covington and Tice. Minnesota is getting the Boston first and Houston first. And the Rockets are getting Capella. So now I think we would need to send some more salary from the Celtics to the either... Timberwolves or the um, the Houston Rockets. So I think we're going to send a contract to the Timberwolves. I think it's going to be Romeo Langford. And if you're getting Romeo Langford and two first-round picks for Covington, that's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. But I think if they're giving up Langford in a first, I don't know if they would give up Tice. So you know what? Okay. What we're going to do here is we're going to send... We're going to actually change this. We are going to now take Tice out of this deal. We're going to send Canner to Minnesota. Or Canner, excuse me, to Houston. So we're going to send Canner to Houston and then Langford to Minnesota. So... Boston is giving up basically Langford in a first and Can Canner to make the salary work out. They're getting Capella and then, okay, uh, I can actually word this better. Boston's getting Capella. Minnesota is getting Romeo Langford, Boston's first, and Houston's first. And then 
uh, Houston is getting Covington and Ennis Canner. Now, let's try this trade and see if this works out um, in the trade finder, uh, tradenba.com. Okay, so this isn't able to go through because the Celtics are unable to complete the trade since they are not a tax-paying team. They're sending out between um, 6.5 and 19.5 million, but they're only taking back, um, they're only able to take back 5 mil. So they're obviously not giving up enough in this trade. Um, so there, we're going to have to probably throw in Vincent Poirier in this trade, and we'll see if Minnesota can take him on. Um, so Minnesota is getting two for one um, player-wise. So they're giving up Covington, and they're getting back Langford and Poirier. They're actually saving some money with this trade. Now let's try this trade and see if this works out. So this actually will work out. Okay, so this is a Boston gets Capella, Minnesota gets Romeo Langford, Vincent Poirier, a first-round pick from Boston, and a first-round pick from Houston. And Houston is going to get Robert Covington and Ennis Canner. Now, I could talk about maybe who doesn't want to do this and who would do this. I think Minnesota definitely says yes. If Minnesota is getting Romeo Langford, who was the 14th pick last in last year's draft, and two first-round picks for Robert Covington, which are probably going to be around in the 20s, high 20s maybe, or um, low 20s, Houston's pick could maybe be around 21, 22, Boston's maybe around 23, 24, I think that's pretty solid value for Robin Covington. I think Minnesota would say yes. Boston is now trading a first-round pick, which they have three, and they're not going to be able to sign all three because they have so many uh, players on their roster. I don't think they mind trading Poirier and their first. I just think they're hesitant to give up their lottery pick in Langford last year. They chose Langford over a lot of other guys in the 2018 NBA draft, or excuse me, the 2019 NBA draft. So I don't know if they would do that. Mm. See, like, I feel like Boston would be stingy, and I, I, I don't know if they would. So, uh, Boston took Langford at 14. Sekou Dumbuya went after that. Nikhil Alexander-Walker went after that. Matisse Thibel, who they traded out of that slot with Philly, went after that. Brandon Clark went after that. So, yeah, they kind of, they were higher on Langford, obviously. So, I don't know if they'd be willing to part with him. It would hurt. But I think if you're getting Capella for Poirier, a pick that you really don't value as much because it's a weak draft, and you already have two other firsts, and then... Yeah, I think Boston would do that. I just don't know if Houston would do this unless they're getting Tice in return. Because I don't know, unless they could test the buyout market and maybe get a Tristan Thompson or somebody there, but I doubt that happens. I don't know if they would want to get Ennis Canner if they're giving up a first and Capella just for Robert Covington and Canner. I, I just don't know. Um, maybe they would. This, they would save a little bit of money, I think, in the trade in the following years. Maybe they try to find a trade partner for Ennis Canner and maybe try to get a better rim-protecting center there. Um, maybe they'd maybe target Nerlens Noel and give up an asset for that. I don't know. But um, I think Houston would be the only hesitant one here unless they're getting Tice, but I don't think Boston wants to give up Tice. I don't. And I don't think Boston wants to give up either of the Williamses, um, Robert or Grant, just because of their young um, potential they still have. And I think they probably like Grant more than Robert Williams. So that was another trade. And then one more trade I wanted to talk about is a really low-key trade, but I thought... Hey, maybe they're going to do this. It's between, yeah, it's not a, as exciting as the trade I just talked about, but it's between the Washington Wizards and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, it's a really low-key trade, so don't get your hopes up. I do apologize if you were gonna. It's basically Washington shipping Yamahimi's $15.5 million contract to Cleveland and also giving up a second-round pick they have this year via Chicago or Memphis and then possibly a 2022 second-round pick um, that's either going to go to Chicago, Detroit, or LA. Whatever the best one in that and Detroit, that could be valuable. So actually, I don't think they would give that up. Maybe a 2023 Chicago second. So Mahimi and two seconds and they get back Tristan Thompson. They would have Tristan Thompson's bird rights, I believe. Um, and then the salary would work out so they could do that trade. I just want to try it to make sure that this trade goes through. And it does, I believe. Um, It is taking a minute to load. Yeah, it goes through. So Washington, they're probably going to try to make the playoffs next year. They're going to have a lottery pick, kind of, if they don't make the playoffs this year. And I think they're only like three and a half out. Um, They're going to look to bring back Bertans probably. And John Wall's coming back. 
So they're going to be in contention for that 8th or 7th seed next year. Maybe even the 6th if John Wall's what he was. Um, and then, yeah, they would just be giving up Mahimi in two seconds for a center that's a lot better. Yeah, I think they would do that 100%. But then they would have so many big men on that team. Because Hashimura is a 4. They have Bertans. They have Wagner. They have Thomas Bryan. And now Tristan Thompson. That's a lot going on. But, hey, I think that's capitalizing value. And you get Thompson. And then you can maybe bring him back on a 3-year deal. I don't know how much Thompson would make, 10 to 12 mil. They can use maybe their tax pay exception or um, their mid-level exception, excuse me, on that. So, hey, that's just another low-key trade I kind of wanted to talk about. So, yeah, those are three trades we talked about. Kind of if D-Lo could go to Minnesota or the Knicks, um, I don't think either one is going to happen. But, hey, I could be wrong. Um, and then the three-team trade that would send Capella to Boston, Robert Covington to the Rockets, and then Minnesota would get two first and Langford. For Covington, I think that'd be great for them. And then if the Wizards decided to trade maybe Tristan Thompson to, um, or if the Cavs tried to trade Tristan Thompson to Washington for Mahimi in two seconds, at least they get seconds for Tristan Thompson. Why not? Now, I don't know if LA or either one of the LA teams are going to make a trade for maybe Marcus Morris or for Andre Ugadawa. That will be determined. We haven't heard a lot there. I mean, the Knicks will probably want to keep Marcus Morris, which would just be a major mistake. But hey, it's the Knicks. <laughs> Knicks and mistakes go hand in hand. But yeah, that is going to wrap out episode 15 of the Just Ballin' Pod. This is just kind of getting ready for the trade deadline. Now, I will either do maybe two different episodes or we'll combine it in one, my all-NBA teams or the trade deadline. If not a lot happens um, this week with trades, I'll just combine it into one. But hey, if we get like eight trades, four major ones that are just like at least semi-big to talk about, we'll just make that its own pod. And I'll, that'll come out Friday right after the deadline. So yeah, that is going to be for me. Thank you all for listening. Sorry for not dropping a pod lately, um, or at least in the last two weeks. The Kobe stuff kind of sent me back there, and I just didn't really know what to talk about. But hey, it's trade season, and then I'll be doing my all NBA team. So yeah, that is going to be for me. Thank you for listening on Apple Pods, uh, Spotify, or YouTube. If you're on YouTube, can you drop a thumbs up? I'd appreciate that. If you're on Spotify, hit that follow button. I would really appreciate that. And then, of course, on Apple Pod, if you could drop a rating and review, I'd love that. So, yeah, thank you all for listening, and I'll see you guys in episode 16 at the end of the week. Peace, y'all.